Maybe I can ask you a question. What makes you feel small? Okay, maybe uh, somebody says something to you that is cutting or cruel. Maybe they ridicule you and put you down. And if you've ever experienced that, which probably most of us have, it can be deeply unpleasant, can't it? We even have a word for it in English. Belittling. Be little. But there are other things that can make you feel very small, but at the same time, they do something to your heart that makes your heart feel big because it fills your heart with awe. Like you get away from the lights of the city and you look up into the night sky and you see the stars. And just the immensity of the vast expanse of the universe leaves you speechless speechless and slightly unnerved because you know that in comparison to what you are looking at you are a tiny dot okay but what if those stars didn't just make you feel small what if they also made you feel secure and loved and caught up in the greatest story ever. Because that is what our song from earlier on was telling us. Consider the stars in the sky, it said. Umbrella to hide in. The dance floor of heaven. Where do they get that idea from? Well, over the Advent period in Westlake, we are looking at some of the promises that God made to certain individuals <coughs> in the Old Testament, promises that help explain something of what God is up to in the first Christmas. And one of those promises is the promise to Abraham. We heard it earlier in our second reading. I will surely bless you. This is God speaking to Abraham. I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And so God promises to bless Abraham and to multiply his descendants. And that one of those descendants will come and he will bless the whole world. It's why when Matthew, in his gospel, when he begins the account of Jesus' birth by saying the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham. If you've read what comes before, your ears should prick up. Because it is Matthew's way of saying, that offspring of Abraham, that son, the ultimate son, the one through whom the whole world is going to be blessed, he's come. But the question is, is, what does it mean to be blessed? I mean, you might even find yourself using that word over the holiday season, mightn't you? Maybe you get to spend time with um, friends or family, and you have a great time, and you think, man, I am blessed to have such people like that in my life. Or maybe some dreaded family get-together or work-do goes better than you were expecting, and you come away and you think, phew, 
That was a, that's a blessing that's over. Or maybe kids, maybe your aunt or uncle, the crazy one in the family, gives you a great present, one that makes loads of noise. And above all the banging, you hear your parents go, Uncle Jeremy, he is such a blessing. Okay, so what blessing has Christ come to bring? Because obviously it is not going to be the blessing of great presence, or even a secure job, or a nice home, or a loving family, or great friends, great as those blessings are. What blessing has Christ come to bring? Well, when Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant, and he knows that he is not the dad, he plans to divorce her, until an angel says to him, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Just for a moment, imagine all your sins. Have a pleasant thought. Just for a moment, do it. Think of all the things that you think, say, and do that you know you shouldn't, or you've done. Or think of the things that you don't think, say, or do that you know that you should. Think of those things that you feel guilty about, maybe even tonight. Or that you would be ashamed of or embarrassed of if anyone else knew about them. What if every last one of those was forgiven, now and forever? What if all record of them before God was wiped clean? Wouldn't that be a blessing? You could have a clean conscience. You could sleep at night. Or what if God, who knows everything about you, instead of, and knows all of your secrets, instead of seeing you and his anger being roused against you, what if he were to see you and love you and smile upon you and accept you and welcome you and provide for you in every way now and forever? Wouldn't that be a blessing as well? And Matthew is saying, yeah, it would. And it is to bring that blessing that Jesus has come. But who's it for? Because Joseph is told that he will save, the baby's going to be born, he will save his people from their sins. And you can read that and think, oh, okay, so this promise is for Jesus' Jewish compatriots and descendants of Abraham. You know, frankly, I was hoping for something a bit broader than that, something that might include me, but no, we're clearly talking local and parochial, you know, something blessing for ethnic insiders. Religious insiders are not for me. And you can think that until you turn the page in Matthew's Gospel, literally, and the wise men, the magi, turn up in Jerusalem. Because they are anything but insiders. They are members, almost certainly, of the Babylonian astrologer priest class, 
And if you were a Jewish person living in Jesus' day, they were the ultimate religious and ethnic outsiders. And yet they come, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. So they too have been looking at the night sky. And they've also seen something that reminds them of how small they are. Something that tells them that someone far greater than them has come. And yet that someone <coughs> is worthy of hearts filled with awe <coughs> and with joy. Because when they find him, Matthew tells us, they fell down and worshipped him. And as you watch them, you begin to realise that the people of Christ that Matthew is referring to <coughs> is much broader than any group of ethnic insiders. That the promise God made to Abraham of descendants more numerous than the stars doesn't just include physical descendants, but spreads so wide that it includes Babylonians and Persians and Greeks and Romans and Indians, and Koreans, and Africans, and Americans, and you, and me. Anyone who puts their trust in Christ the way Abraham trusted God. And when you do, you get to share in the blessing of sins forgiven. You see, when you look up in the night sky and see those stars, and you feel small and yet awestruck, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to trust and an invitation to worship. Not the stars, but the one who made them. The one who came and was born under them. That in a time of pride and division, you can know something and someone that humbles you that brings you down to size, but in a good way, in a right way. Because he came low to lift you up, not to be a twinkly star, but to be a part of the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. To know that you are loved and secure in the hands of the one who made the star. Because Christmas tells you that that offspring of Abraham, through whom the world is blessed, has come. So come and share in the blessing.